Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. So glad to be back with you. And, of course, it's 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and whatever time it is where you are. But if you're listening in, you know what that means. This program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on as well as a vehicle to drive your goals, like what, listener land? Like a Mack truck through ice cream? Then check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, and he is Kalen Patterson. And together we are P4P Real Talk. Obviously, I'm missing the O'Kellen of the O'Patterson clan right now at the moment, but I do believe he will be joining us at some point, so just stay tuned. And for anybody who has been paying attention to us for any length of time, you know that last weekend was a huge weekend because it was the P4P Undefeated Natural Championships, and I, I mean, it was an amazing show. People are still gushing about this show I haven't had a chance to uh, throw in my two cents yet on social media, but uh, I'm going to do that. I know I'm a little bit behind the ball, but, hey, the way everybody else has been talking about it, <laughs> you guys you guys probably needed a moment to get caught up on all of that uh, coverage as well. But Kayla and I are going to be covering that this Thursday. We're not going to do it tonight, or at least not in full. Our guest tonight was on the Bikini Pro stage at uh, P4P Undefeated, but we'll get to that in just a second. But we'll be covering outcomes and just happenings and special appearances and all of that great kind of stuff on Thursday. So be sure you come back and catch all the deets from for that um, in a couple of days. So with regard to tonight, we have a super special guest on. And, you know, I think all of our guests are pretty special. But uh, this one, I'm going to say it again, is super special. And as I said, she was one of the most lovely pros on the stage this past weekend. And uh, I'm going to let Miss Jessica Ostrowski introduce herself and let you guys get to know her a little better. Jessica, how are you? Hey, I am so good. So, so good. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. And so I've been calling you Jessica, but I think you go by Jesse, so you can let us know what you prefer when you introduce yourself to listener land. So go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. My name, uh, normally people call me Jesse. So uh, on Instagram, I go by Jesse Fit, J-E-S-I-F-I-T. Um, but my name is Jesse Ostrowski, or you can call me Jessica, either one. Um, I'm 38. And I'm a mom of three kids. I have been a bikini pro for about the last 20 months. So I got my pro card um, in October of 2000, or November, I think it was November of 2016. So I have barely been competing for two years, not even. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I've been doing some pro shows. I did the P4P was my 13th show, if you can believe it. And in wow. just a matter of, um, uh, yeah, of just a matter of two different, uh, like, seasons. Uh, and then I'm also a yoga instructor and a fitness instructor. And, um, yeah, so that's just a little bit about me just to, to introduce all of um, to me to, to everyone. And that's, I mean, that's pretty amazing. So you've really only been competing a little over two years. So that represents, as you said, two competition seasons. So you pretty much average like six and a half. Point seven shows a year. That is a pretty grueling, aggressive schedule. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's I like a show almost every month. Right. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, my so it's pretty intense. So I fell in love with competing in a way I didn't ever even know. And it wasn't that I'm competitive. It's just I fell in love with the stage. I, I've actually gone through, like, a complete transformation over the last two and a half years since I even began my health and fitness journey. And so com- competing has become now a part of who I am. It has become now a part of my career. I completely changed careers from, from all of this. And 
my mindset and everything is completely changed. I am so empowered. I am so on fire about the sport, about what health and fitness does um, for for women especially. Um, but, yeah, I, I use competing as uh, so many different things for myself. Um, so, yeah, and I will definitely share all of that story and, and everything with you um, with you tonight because it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to share it. Well, I'm excited, so I think we just need to do it to it because, I mean, for you to reference that you totally changed your whole career path mm-hmm. <laughs> following competing, mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. So back us up to the beginning and just step us through how, how you got to where you are today. Okay. Um, so I'm uh, first of all, I used to be in uh, photography, and I did that for a number of years. And I'm a, I'm a single mom. I'm going to be actually 39 next week. So um, I say I'm 38, but I'm 39, which is amazing that I'm actually even telling you what my real age is because for years I've been telling people I'm like 25 and they've been believing me and I just kind of go with it. Um, I just look young. I've well, got happy really early good birthday. genetics. Thank you. Thank <laughs> no you. No doubt. Um, so – so I, I am actually almost 39. I, I'm a single mom of three teen boys. Um, I have a, a 19-year-old. I have a 17-year-old who's going to be a senior, a senior this year. Uh, he's chasing a, a, a football scholarship right now this season for football. And I have a 16-year-old who's going to be a junior, and he has special needs. He has um, autism, okay. and he, is also, he has also has epilepsy. Um, so I'm very hands-on, very uh, a hands-on mom with him. Um, I I I didn't get into health and fitness until about two and a half years ago, like I said. Um, and I used to spend a lot of time um, running and thinking that losing weight was meaning meant that you didn't eat any carbs and that mm-hmm. you did, did a lot of cardio. And so that was always my belief about being healthy, being fit, and learning how to lose weight. And so I, I ran a couple marathons, you know, in my life. I've, I've always kind of been more of an active runner because I always thought that that was the answer. And I accidentally discovered bodybuilding and competitions because I had uh, been convinced by my little sister to join a marathon, a half marathon in Disney World um, in it was 2000 and January 2016, she had made me commit to running that half marathon with her. We had our family vacation out there that January. And so I had procrastinated my training, and I ended up in October, a couple of months prior to that, joining Orange Theory Fitness in Madison and using them to train for this half marathon. And in the middle of all of that, they teach you weight. So it's strength training and it's cardio based. So it's a one hour workout Mm -hmm. that's very much like a HIIT training workout. And I had never lifted weights before. In fact, my kids used to call me a weakling um, because growing up with boys, they're very active. And so they would have push-up contests. They would dare me to do a push-up and I couldn't even do a modified push-up on my knees. Like it was ridiculous. It was embarrassing. And so I just was kind of accepted as like weak mom and my kids would always lean over in the car when I was driving and they would like slap my arms fat and like make fun of me and I'm like no, no, no. oh my gosh course, that totally yeah it was, sounds like my son <laughs> oh that's just cruel <laughs> he would so, always like my I mean, triceps before I had triceps he would always like yes. flick them because he could and I'm like stop and he knew I hated it but that's, those are boys. Okay. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So of course we, we laugh it off. Right. But deep down we're like saying, I got to do something. Yep. About <laughs> so uh, my work at that time, or, well, I guess I've had a lot of different jobs, but before I started health and fitness, I was doing a lot of photography for about three years and I was sitting behind my computer a ton. So editing photographs and going through pictures. And so I probably put on, Oh, a good 40 pounds over the course of three years. And so my my highest weight that I ever got to was about 183. And I 
had never weighed that much before. And I started at Orange Theory Fitness after, of course, a couple months of running and not eating carbs and had lost like 20 pounds <laughs> uh, that summer. And then when I started Orange Theory Fitness, I ended up lifting weights and getting strong and learning form. I mean, doing a burpee, burpee the first time I ever did a burpee was ridiculous. I don't. I hope nobody ever <laughs> took video of that because I was so awkward. And, um, yeah, and, and now, like, I'm doing some wicked cool burpees in all sorts of different ways off of benches and stuff like that. So it's just a matter of learning and getting better and consistency. But I didn't know that then. I mean, at that point, I was just kind of having fun, doing a group workout. I didn't have to think about what I was doing. I just showed up and I got my butt kicked. And through that process, I, yeah, was able to train for my little half marathon with my sister. Um, And we did it and it was fun and we didn't PR or anything. The idea was just kind of have fun and not die. And on Uh the way home from Florida... I was thinking in my head, you know, I wonder if I can do one of those bikini or bodybuilding competitions that all of the trainers at Orange Theory talk about. Like my great friend, uh, Betty, she's a trainer over there still. Um, She was always talking about competing. And then I competed first, and she was like, Jesse, you've motivated me now to compete. And so she stepped on stage last spring, and she's been in her off-season. She's competing again next year. So she motivated me and and then I motivated her. And and, I mean, it's just, it was a really, really cool experience for me to kind of get out of the box out of what I thought being fit was and learning a little bit more about bodybuilding. Cause I thought it was just like people taking steroids and eating a lot of protein and just throwing around a lot of heavy weight and looking all big and bulky, even for women. I was like, why would a woman ever want to Mm -hmm. look like that? And then as I learned more, I did more research online after that experience. And I said, you know what? I could definitely look like one of these women on stage if I put a little bit of work into this. So I found an online yeah, coach no doubt. I worked with her. Yeah, yeah, right? And I was like, I just wondered. I just wondered, you know, I was building some muscle. I was feeling good about myself. I was losing some weight. I haven't changed my diet yet, but I wondered if I could do it. So I found an mm-hmm. online coach. I spent... I mean, I don't dare to admit it, but I probably spent $1,500 on a, on a coach uh, that helped me to kind of wrap my brain around what it would mean to do an actual contest prep. So I worked with her for about eight or nine weeks, and I was accountable to her every single week with pictures. Holy and with, moly. I mean, it, it was really intense, but it worked for me, and she was really, really good for me because she was very straightforward and I didn't want to disappoint her. I had invested money in myself and it was a decision that I was committed to and I had great results over those eight weeks. I think I had built up a a good amount of muscle. I had lost probably maybe 9% body fat or something really, really good. And she said, in order for you to even wrap your head around competing, you need to at least maintain this way of living for another two months. Because if you can't do mm-hmm. a full 16-week prep, she says you're not going to be ready to compete mentally, physically. And so I took that to heart, and I did just that. I continued to eat the way she taught me and work out five days a week, you know, with a, a, a split of three upper body days and two lower body days. And I had never lifted weights outside of Orange Theory. So I was going over to Planet Fitness. Like, I was going over to, like, cheap gyms. You know, I'm a single mom, right? Like I don't have any money, you know, for this. Yep. No, exactly. Um, and I'm asking the trainers, like, how do I lift? How do I, what is a deadlift? How do I even do that? Like this machine has bars and I need to what, pull myself up or do I pull the bar down or what do I do? Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go and learning about how to eat, you know, that I gotta eat so much protein and, and you're using your carbs around your workout to fuel your workout and to give you energy and help you grow muscle. And then I started supplementing with whey protein and, and BCAAs to help repair muscle and help my muscle growth and all these things. Um, it was fun. It was a really, really, really enjoyable experience as I was learning. And that education was something that motivated me to, to keep going and to keep going. 
So after I well, and that's and that actually I could jump in for a second there because you've covered yeah. a lot of things that I want to just come back to for a lot of because several, most of our list I don't do I dare say most several of our listeners if not most of our listeners they're not actually. Um, bodybuilders or athletes, but they're very intrigued by the sport. They want to learn more about mm-hmm. health and wellness, or they they love a bodybuilder and they're trying to support them and all of that great stuff. Yeah. So, and especially for our female listeners out there, because a couple points that you touched on, you know, your vision of being, I guess, toned and or fit is what most women think. It's it's just being skinny and doing tons of cardio. And really, in actuality, mm-hmm. what I learned in my days from being a gym owner is that what women really want is what women who lift weights look like, but they don't put two and two together because they have that picture in their head about the, you know, enhanced bodybuilder, the really big men and the really big women right. who then have square yeah. jaws and all of those things. And yeah. they think like you do, so, well, why yeah. on earth would I mm-hmm. want to look like that? And they don't understand that the tom- the toned healthy physique that they're wanting does not come from cardio and it does not come from starving yourself. It comes from eating healthy and strength training. It gives your body right. shape, you know, by filling out those muscles. You then have the arms Absolutely. and shoulders and the legs and the glutes that you want. You just don't know that that's how you get there. And then I mm-hmm. love the part of your story where, you know, and it takes it took some courage to do what you did because there are a lot of women and men who would not just go to a gym and say, show me how to do this. There are a lot of them mm-hmm. that walk in with good intentions and then they quit because they weren't brave enough to ask someone to show them how to do this. So, you know, hats off mm-hmm. to you that, you know, well, you had determined that you were going to invest in yourself and then right. ask the right yeah. questions. But go ahead. Yeah, and that investing in myself was realizing I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't I didn't know. I had to go find somebody who knew more than me and learn from them. And so I had a coach. I am a huge Mm -hmm. believer in having a coach. And and if that coach is doing their job, they're motivating you in such a way where you're acting. And they're educating you and teaching you so that you can continue to move forward in the process and continue to learn more as an individual person and empower you. So this first woman that I worked with online was she spent time, I mean, she invested in, I invested in myself, but she was invested in me too. And she taught me a lot. And she, I, I, I took the workouts that she actually put on a spreadsheet, on a PDF, all five workouts that she wanted me to do for those entire six to eight weeks. And I printed them all out and went to the gym with them. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. I was just inspired one day and said, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and ask a bunch of personal trainers how to build a butt. I, I had a specific plan that I was working with, working on with somebody that I knew I was going to be accountable to. And so that was something that motivated me a little bit more was because I don't have to answer to this woman at the end of the week. You know? <laughs> like and, and I know she's going to follow up with me and, and I know that, that she's going to give me some advice and she's going to then motivate me for the following week. And sometimes we just have to admit that we just can't do it by ourselves. And unfortunately, we, yes. we don't go to school. We don't go to school and we don't learn about bodybuilding. We don't learn about these things unless we take maybe a specific class. And even even to go to college and and to learn about additional things related to nutrition and how the body works, how the metabolism really works in a little bit more depth, you have to pay money to actually get that schooling. This, I mean, Uh-oh. our bodies and, and food, you would think, would actually be like a common thing that we should probably all really know about, right? Um, but we don't – You would we think. Get, we don't really get that. You would think – but it's not. And so, unfortunately, people don't necessarily have interest in just going and having to pay for education on how their body works. And I don't think we should have to, but, I mean, that's a whole other topic for a whole other talk show. Um, but, yeah, for me, I knew I couldn't do it alone, and I needed somebody to help me figure it out. And so I, I got a coach, and that was that was really what changed the game for me. And that's why I started – uh, a coaching program was 
because I know that people don't have the answers and I know that it's intimidating and it's, it's overwhelming because there's a lot to learn. And, and people also, they're looking for motivation. They're looking to be inspired and they want to work with people that inspire them. And um, a good coach inspires and motivates somebody into action. So that's why I became a coach because I took everything I learned over the last two years in my own experience with learning how to eat properly, not just in my macro balance, but clean. It's really important to me to eat clean. I mean, I, I had melanoma when I was 24, so it's important mm. that I have I have good health. Um, I have a brother that just passed away from pancreatic cancer in February, and, you know, I really have felt very strongly, my gut has told me that you need to be really careful about what you put in your body. I mean, I'm a natural bikini competitor for a reason, and I always will be. I'm nationally qualified for MPC, and I've stepped on an MPC national stage I did in Miami in November. And I can't tell you the number of competitors that compete in that federation, and they don't really know what it means to be a natural competitor. And they don't quite understand that the natural federation has this wide open opportunity and all of the different types of federations that we have in the natural division, there is room for so many physiques in bikini. I mean, bikini is so subjective across the board. You don't even know what one federation is necessarily looking for in bikini versus another one, but you know exactly what the MPC and the IFBB is looking for. But that's why I love the Natural Federation, because everybody comes with a natural physique. It's an equal playing field. And there is room for so many more bikini girls. Because as subjective as the judging and the sport can be in that category, there is a place for all bikini physiques. I've competed in like six or seven natural um, federations now as a pro. And I am floored by the fact that there are, are there are just not a lot of uh, pro bikini girls out there that are competing at the level that I'm at with the excitement that I am competing at because they don't see the opportunity and the potential that they have to really blow up natural bodybuilding in the bikini world. So and that's why I'm, I actually want to. I'm going to jump yeah. in here. I'm. I'm I'm going to jump in. <laughs> so you're saying a lot of awesome stuff, and I want to come back to that because there's just so many things to even key off of from what you do. I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. But before I do that, Kalen has since joined us, and I know that he would like to comment on a few things. So, Kalen, quickly get us caught up, and then I really want to get back to what Jesse is saying about just the different types of physique for bikini and the opportunities and the potential is there for pro athletes, not in just bikini, but in every category, if those pros are just, at this point, willing to reach out and grab it. And so we'll get to more of that. Mm-hmm. But KP, come on board. Hey, well, KP. I, I got to jump in and uh, talk about the P for P undefeated because that was the conversation that sparked this whole thing that happened at the gym today. And it's about what you guys were talking about earlier with, you know, what women see as compared to what is reality. And it was just so funny. But not, uh, but not, you remember, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, but not too much, because I already let everyone know we're going to be diving in deep on no, 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 Undefeated no, no, no. on Thursday. Saying, that was, <laughs> the fee for being Undefeated is what sparked the conversation. I was just talking about how good the show was. I'm not going to go into elaboration on it, just basically the okay. conversation, what uh, you guys are talking about with Bikini Competitor. Because I was talking to uh, Marissa Barney. I don't know if you remember her. She was one of our guests in the yep, past. Yep. And I was yep. telling her about the opportunity that that show would provide her, especially with exposure and the king and the queen of the hill. And this lady overheard us and interjected and said, well, you know, this lady's so much smaller than what I saw on that poster. And that kind of took me by surprise because, one, she shouldn't have been listening to the conversation, but, two, thank God she was. And we were able to address her misconception about size of natural athletes because, you know, the look that's portrayed in these pictures 
many times is much larger than what is there. And she was talking about how she didn't want to be that size. She wanted to be the size of uh, Marissa now. And I was thinking, but that's the same person. I said, and the person you see in that poster was actually uh, 30 pounds lighter. And she was almost like just taken aback, like, no, that can't be true. Um, you know, she's dieted down to what she looks like now. And it's, you're explaining to them in detail how she has gained weight, you know, to basically prepare her, uh, her muscles for the next competition whenever she decides to compete. And there's so much misconception on the female side because, you know, guys want size and women actually want to be small, smaller and, and, and more feminine. So, you know, I, I think the misconception of, you know, drug and enhanced use has basically spilled over, no pun intended, into the natural community where it's almost deferring women from actually true competition because of the fear mm-hmm. of how they're going to look or be perceived. Yes. Totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So All right. how, how do we so change it, that? Well, and I think part of it is having conversations like we're having tonight with Jessie because she is, I mean, you – played off of her just perfectly because she's talking about it. Although she's talking about it from a pro perspective, um, I think that it's still applicable because, you know, we're, we're always talking about, well, you know, people want to turn pro, they want to turn pro and then they turn pro and you're like, well, where are they? And I understand taking time off to grow and all that great stuff. And you do have to do that, but it's almost like they, they just never come back. And before it was like there weren't a whole lot of opportunities for pros, but now there are so many in in different venues across all the organizations, and I'm still like, where are they? So to Jesse's point, right. um, you know, there are so many opportunities out there, and there are different body types across the different organizations. So, you know, if if people would just grab hold of them, I really think it could blow up and, you know, go ahead. Exactly. And I can only speak bikini. I don't know figure. I don't know body physique, bodybuilding or anything. And so I will never put my two cents in into those categories as well as men's bodybuilding and physique. But what I know is I know bikini more than, I mean, not more than anybody, but I will tell you there's a reason why I've done 13 shows. I'm very passionate about this sport and about what I'm learning from all of this experience that I have. So my first season was um, I was just going to see how I liked being a, a bikini competitor. I, if I, it didn't matter if I did well or if I didn't do well. The idea was for me to at least commit to doing three seasons, a fall season and then a spring season and then a fall season, at least three total seasons. That was my commitment. And I was going to just, decide if if it wasn't for me then I was going to walk away from it live my life go forward doing whatever and if if it was something great and grand then great so by my second show which was an NPC show I almost won my my pro card for my very first show I just missed it and I'm so glad that I missed it because it made me work really really hard that first season for my other two shows my second show was an NPC show I qualified nationally I placed second in masters and second in my open class and then my third show was the OCB Midwest States in DeKalb, Illinois. And at that show, they were yes. giving away a WMBF pro card as well as an OCB pro card. The OCB used to give two pro, their, their, their own pro card at their own shows at the end of that year, actually. So I left mm-hmm. out, and I ended up getting both of my pro cards at that show. Um, if you see a before and after picture of me, the big one that's spread around on social media, it's a 14-month transformation of me at 183 pounds to 128 pounds on stage when I won that that pro card. That was a 14-month transformation. I lost almost 50 pounds. I gained probably 12 to 15 pounds of muscle, no joke, because I got an in-body test done. And I had a complete physical transformation all over my body. It was insane. Never, ever knew that I had a physique that was a pro bodybuilding physique. Never, ever dreamed of this. 37 years old, 36 years old at the time, mom of three teenage boys, and I just transformed myself in 14 months, and I'm winning, I'm winning my pro card in two federations. So I take an off-season for about eight months, and I stepped on stage last September 
for the WMBF Pro Universe in New York. I placed top five and leaned out a little bit more. Went to D.C. in October, uh, the end of October, to compete in the OCB Pro Yorton Cup, which is a extremely well-known natural competition, and took yeah. overall bikini champion. So won that title. It was huge. I won $3,500 at that one show. Was on cloud nice. nine. I had, I had never, ever thought that I would ever experience. And the girls, let me tell you, they are stacked in that federation. The girls looked amazing. I follow them on Instagram. We're friends. They inspire me. And we, you know, have a great rapport and we motivate each other. And a lot of us are stepping on that stage. I got to defend that title in October. And a lot of these girls are working hard because they have that as like their number one show for this season. So, you know, I'm going to have to bring it hard in order to defend that title again this year. Um, I had three weeks until in November last year, I had three weeks until I was going to do nationals Miami for NPC. It was going to be my first national show for NPC. And I was like, Hey, wow. IFBB pro card would be sweet. You know, and I'm thinking, I just won this crazy show. I'm on cloud nine. I'm on top of the world. Like, throw some more shows at me. So somehow on Facebook, I learned about the Natural Olympia for the PMBA, IMBA, and I was like, sign Mm -hmm. me up. So it is like around um, Halloween, right after the the Pro Yarn Cup. I'm in D.C. visiting my family. I get on the phone and I call the promoter for the Natural Olympia, and they said, we have, you have to do a qualifying show. You have to jump into our final show of the season. That's a, a qualifier in L.A. this Saturday. And mind you, it's like Tuesday or Wednesday. This Saturday in order to, to qualify for the Natural Olympia in Vegas next weekend. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in it. I told my parents, I was like, Dad, I need you to book me a flight to, like, I need, to, I need your help. Like, I really want to do this. My parents were so supportive. Um, I ended up staying with a friend in L.A. who lived out there, and uh, she, you know, she helped me out, and I competed. I placed, again, top five in that show, qualified for the Natural Olympia, competed in the Natural Olympia in Vegas, um, and placed fourth out of that entire international show. Um, and awesome. yeah, and then the week after was in Miami and then did nationals NPC Miami. <laughs> um, so it was intense. It was an intense first pro season. It, I don't know how I could have topped, um, the experiences that I learned that year. I learned all sorts of different posing. I met amazing people from all around the world, all around the country. Um, I, had like I mean I could go on and on about the experiences that I had and it wasn't about winning a title or winning a medal I learned that it was about becoming a better person a better competitor and learning more about what this sport actually means to not just me but other people and I was Mm -hmm. inspired by a number of people that you know came from all over the did you know India has like a huge population in bodybuilding never knew it's huge bodybuilding is huge in india so you just you know i saw so much and um and i knew that my body likes to stay lean and so i was really excited about competing in 2018 so i had already had some of my shows picked out so i i've done four shows now the p for p was the fourth show that i that i have done it is the ninth show that i have done as a pro um ninth or tenth show and so um, yeah, the P4P was amazing. Oh my gosh. The fashion show, the, you know, I did my Wonder Woman tea walk. Um, you and did. And that was the, amazing. She loved that. And the lasso and everything. That was great. Um, yeah, the whole day. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for Lic- liquid spectrum to, uh, send me the video and all my photos from that. It's going to be epic when I, when I can share some of that on social media, but you know, I, I, that's another thing I love about the Natural Federation is we are free to be us. We, we bring our unique physiques to the stage. And, yes, there are specifics in the way the judges are, are meant to critique us, obviously, in any type of judging panel. And each federation is 
is a little different, you know, and, and how we talked about bikinis, some federations like a softer look for bikinis. Some federations yep. have you cover your hair over your back because they don't care about your, your back necessarily as much as your glutes. Some federations care a ton about your lats and having that V taper and some yeah. don't. Um, and so like for me, I have a really unique physique in bikini and some areas I place well and some areas I don't, but I'm learning. And so I, I kind of absorb all of that. And so it helps me to figure out where do I fit best with my physique and some physique. So, can, fit so better for a second one there, or two. Oh. yes, they do. And I don't want you to lose it. Cause first of all, I just want to say, Hey, I heart you for everything that I just said. You know, occasionally I have a girl crush, so right now I'm going to have a girl crush right now just for all of the things that you just said. And before we come back to what you – because you're just saying so many great things, and I and I feel like we Sorry, need I'm to, like, stop and acknowledge, <laughs> and acknowledge all of it so our listeners don't miss it. So hold that thought, jot a note down, okay. because I am going to detour us for a minute because we have several listener questions that have been – patiently waiting while we unpack your story. So I need to get a couple of these in, and then I'm going to jump back. So you're going to have to help me remember exactly where we left off because I don't want to lose this spot. But okay. here okay. we go. This And this one is, is going to take us back about 10 minutes now, but that's okay because we're, we're going to get caught up. Yeah, okay, this one is from James. It is all good. It is all good. And our listeners are part of are why we do this show. Not part of, but totally why we do this show. So this one is from Jane, and she says, does Kaylin, uh-oh, I think Kaylin might be in a little bit of trouble here. Does Kaylin really understand how hard it is for women in being judged by their peers, men and other women? And this one is from Jane. And so this is stemming back to the example he was sharing um, in the gym. And, um, you know, Jane, I... I think Kaylin does understand that. Um, going to say before I turn this over to Jesse and Kaylin both that this sport is definitely not for everyone. And True. if if you have a hard time with receiving critiques on your form or if you've just gone through a major weight loss journey and you're just learning to love your body for the first time, um no, this is not. And I'm not saying if you if you haven't lost weight that you can't love your body, but really, realistically, folks, come on, we know. Lots of people, the first reason they want to lose weight is because of how they look, and then secondly is how they feel. The health factor usually always follows the physical appearance factor. So that's why I say that. So if you are just learning to love your body for the first time, no, I would not recommend competing in bodybuilding out of the gate because you have to have that level of confidence to be able to accept someone critiquing your body because that's what we do when we step on stage. We're giving people permission to critique us. Jesse, what thoughts do you have on Jane's question comment? Um, well, I think with Kalen's background, I definitely think he understands. I mean, he's been a part of the bodybuilding world for a little while, so I'm sure he completely understands, like, how hard it is for women to be critiqued, you know, by other people and, and peers. Um, I mean, that's like a daily process for us on Instagram, right? We look at pictures, choosing yep. who we follow. Yep. We look at pictures and yep. we're, like, totally comparing some girl's perfect picture or perfect booty angle in the mirror in the bathroom to our flat butt, which is That'd really so yeah. not true. You know, um, but I would honestly say, like, for me, I don't think I stepped on stage because I, I wanted to be critiqued or that I necessarily knew that I was going to be critiqued. I think it was more of a level of I wonder I just wonder how I'm going to do in this because I was just kind of open minded mm -hmm. about it. But it was one of the most scary, nerve wracking things I've ever done in my entire life. Actually, it is. But it was also the most exhilarating things like me, my first day competing, like stepping on stage is all the way up there with like giving birth to my three children, like one of the most amazing days of my life. So I can take that experience and say, oh, my gosh, I, I mean, I had an eating disorder in high school. I had poor body image my entire life. I've been shy, insecure. I had poor posture and would cower because I was always taller than the other girls growing up. I did not love myself. 
I was in a 20-year abusive relationship married to a man who treated me like crap in front of my children. I mean, I loved myself. I knew my worth, but I never actually lived my worth until I had this Mm -hmm. transformation. And something about it taught me inside that I needed to be honest with myself, that I was strong enough and had the courage to look at myself for what I really was, who I really was, and what my life really meant to me, and could be honest about the relationship that I was in and just let it go. At the time, I was also starting my yoga journey. That's why I'm a yoga instructor, because yoga has had a huge impact in my life in teaching me self-love and learning to just let it go and trust the universe. And I'm a religious person. I mean, I'm a very strong spiritual person, but I've realized that that spirituality has nothing to do with religion or faith. It has 100% to do with your level of consciousness. And I have set myself free and released myself from a lot of things in my life that have not served me. The way that I used to think, the way that I used to live my life, and I have come to a point where I do what makes me happy, where I do what makes me healthy, and try to have evolved into a mindset that now does serve me. It's very highly positive, and I know my self-worth now more than I ever have. So for me, stepping on stage, it was a catalyst to something huge, regardless of whether I was being judged or not, regardless of the fact that I didn't get my pro card that first day, it didn't matter. What mattered was that, wow, look what I was able to accomplish. And, you know, I, that was something for me to be really proud of. So, Amen to that, sister. Kaylin? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hold on this too long. I, I'm sorry if people are taking me the wrong way, and I, I don't mean to offend anyone. Um, I at the P for P show, I had, had a lady ask me, you know, what what did she think? What did I think about what she was doing? And definitely sitting in a judge's seat, you you, you know not to sugarcoat things, but you don't want to be brazen and or say, saying things to hurt either. But I just remember her boyfriend looked at me so hard, and he was just kind of frustrated that I would say such things. And I, I asked him, you know, I had to stop and basically ask him, you know. What's going on? Well, you know, have I offended, uh, said something that offended you? And he goes, yeah, you can't talk to my woman like that. And I was like, well, I don't, I'm not sure about what you're saying. She asked me how she did, and I said, well, these were the things that I saw that she would need to improve on. And I was just kind of like, oh, well, I get it, because he didn't understand the reality I was speaking, and I didn't understand the reality he was understanding. So, you know, it's, there's going to be some times where there's some gaps in how we go about doing things because of critique. Is, is much needed to improve, but for people that are basically constantly giving positive influence and positive statements, that can sound pretty harsh for the people that aren't used to, you know, those kind of words being said to someone they care for. So it, it was it was awkward, you know, it was uh, it was uncomfortable on all sides, but I did have to take into account that if you don't understand what somebody is saying fully, then you can't really hear them Fully. And I wanted to make sure that we were on the same page before I walked away. And thank God I had uh, Carrie and Jeff Lanty there to basically uh, help identify what I was saying as not being something to go at or injure or, you know, shame someone. It's basically just so they can improve in the sport. And that was the whole goal. And that's always been my goal. And I, I'm sorry if I come out uh, sounding any different that. All right, and there well, you have I, it. So, Jane, I so hope that – oh, go ahead. So, Kaylin, were you giving advice as a judge at that moment, uh, or what What was the scenario, the setup of that? Well, it was one of those where they came off stage and they were asking the question, and they said, so how do you think I did? And I said, well, oh, okay. I don't think you're going to win, and this is the reason why. If I'm wrong, you know, you know, yeah. prove me. But this is yeah, from, yep. from the organization that I know, the NGA, and I have judged at the NBA shows, NGA shows. So I was saying, from my point of view, this is what would keep you from winning. And you know, but I, I, right. I did think he was going to play, and he did not hear it that way. You know, he was being a, a good, supportive boyfriend, and he was very frustrated with my statement. And I had to understand that you know maybe this is his first show. And he's saying, you know, you're supposed to be doing the rah, rah, rah banners, and I just don't appreciate you speaking to her in that fashion. And and I just had to understand 
that was his point of view, whether it's true or not in my right. life. This is what he was thinking. Right. Well, you know, I have had experience with a lot of friends and family before that have come up to me and they say, but Jesse, nobody looks as good as you, or how did you not win that show, or I don't get that. And I always have to tell them that, you know, I thank you so much. Like, I know that my friends and my family are very biased towards me because they love me, and, and maybe they do sincerely think that I look like I have the best physique on stage. But because I know and I don't I want to call it a game, but I kind of know how the game is played by now, right? Yeah. I'm a pro. So my mentality mm-hmm. when I step on stage as a pro is, yeah, of course I want first. I am going to strut the, sta- the stage like I deserve first place. But mentally, I'm humbled. Like, I know that I always have something to work on. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We should always mm-hmm. be progressing in this sport. And And I tell my friends and my family, Thank you so much for, like, your belief in me, and I appreciate it so much. Sometimes I only go that far because they're never going to think that anyone else looks better than me. But (laughs) deep down I know that I, you know, I value judges' feedback. I'm one of the only competitors that you will see talking to the judges after a show. Usually everyone is long gone by then. I will purposely stick around to the end of the show even if I'm first off the stage because, even when I've placed first, I still need to talk to the judges about what I can work on, and I need that constructive criticism. And if you are willing to improve in the sport, that means you're willing to continue in the sport. You don't think you can't think that you're number one, and no matter what show you go to, think that you're going to win. You want to. You should act like a winner, but you should always have the mentality of knowing that you are a work in progress. And those judges are there to help you and to share their feedback with you so that you can become a better competitor, whether you agree with them or not. And not even all the judges on the panel will even be in agreement with each other. And so, no, they won't. This sport is, yeah, this sport is just, it's somewhat subjective, but at the same time, like every physique is different and it's great that you have people that support you that are very biased, that got your back all the time, that's phenomenal. That will never change. Um, But as a competitor, your mindset needs to change, and you just need to know that it's all about progression. So amen to that. I'm going to heart you again. If you guys could see me making my little heart with my hands, then then you have that. (laughs) You have that in your mind. Okay, but now i got to roll on to the next question here. Because we are running out of time, folks. We literally have 10 minutes left. So everyone involved, we're going to have to try to keep our comments brief here, and we'll try to roll through as many of these as we can. And we're just not going to get to the end of your story this time, Jesse. but you're sharing a lot of great stuff, so let's just keep going. Okay, this one is from Fred, and this goes back to, um, you know, as we were talking about bikini competitors and all the opportunities and, you know, really blowing the sport up. And he's saying there are there is a lot of room for natural athletes if they choose to stay, S-T-A-Y in all caps, natural athletes. How do you guys find a way to keep them from going to enhanced shows? And my two cents worth, Fred, is that we can't do anything to right. make right. them stay other than what we're doing now by just promoting, sharing, staying positive, and leading by example. Um, Jesse, your right. thoughts? Look, it's not the, – the natural federations don't have the money to be as glamorous as the IFBB. Come on. Of course everybody wants to go over there because they're looking for fame. They're looking for everybody to get to know who they are. I want a sponsorship. I want somebody to, like, see me, see me. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about, you know, IFBB pro competitors or, like, pro competitors in general at all. It's just that they are two – honestly, I think they're two different sports, to be honest with you. There is natural mm. and then there is that. And and yes. if somebody wants well to – if somebody can't stay in the natural federation, then that's because they're looking for something that they probably are not, are never going to get anyways. And so they're in this in this sport for the wrong reasons. And so if they want to use enhanced drugs because they want bigger muscles to look a certain way for people who want to put them through a deeper criteria of judging, then more power to them. They have their free agency to do that. But the natural federations 
you know, maybe if there was a lot more of us supporting each other in the natural organizations and really coming out to compete in some of these shows, then, you know, and sticking with it long enough, we could really build up these natural federations, you know, it would be, yeah. I mean, I hope that True. I can be a voice for doing that, you know, for the bikini girls. I mean, I'm NBC, there is, yeah, Amen, yeah. yeah. Heart there fest were, right there now, were, flooding, flooding guys, heart. When, when I went to, <laughs> when I went to, to Miami nationals, there were, I was in class H. Okay. That's like seven, eight classes of, of height class in the pros in the, well, well, the NPC is considered amateur, right? So, I mean, there's maybe one or two height classes in some of the shows that I'm competing in in the Natural Federation, or that I was competing in, or that amateurs compete in in the Natural Federations, right? So in my bikini class alone, there were 47-ish competitors. Really? My, my, I mean, my. we're lucky to have 47 competitors in a show for bikini, you know? So there is a big, and it's all about the media. It's all about what people see, and girls think, that there is only one option for them and it's to compete MPC and it's not there's I mean we could go down a whole entire list of natural federations it's just having a coach like I talked about earlier having a coach to teach you and you trusting and investing in somebody that has had the experience that can actually help you in one federation or the other take your physique and help you figure out what shows to compete in keep you motivated and acting like, if this is something that you want to do, then this is how I'm going to help you do this and accomplish your goals. Some people want to step on stage for a bucket list item. I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think what can come out of that is only incredibly inspiring and positive. And there are other people who realize that they have a love for the sport like me, and I literally shifted my entire life to live it and support it. Um, and now, you know, I'm in the process of beginning my own coaching program um, to, you know, support and teach bikini athletes. So, um, yeah. Sorry, I keep saying so much. I keep talking so much and not giving you guys airtime. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's all about you. But I do want to get – so three questions, guys. It's our goal. We have eight minutes, three questions. We can do this. I know we can do this. Okay, here we go. This one is uh, from Jessica. So we got another Jessica. Um, she's like, Kayla has me confused. How can women look bigger if they're weighing 20 to 30 pounds less? Okay, Jesse, 40 words or less. Go. <laughs> <laughs> How do women, why, are, why is everyone beating up on Kayla? What the heck? Um, um, no doubt. Okay. You know what I really think is hilarious? I love when people say muscle weighs, weighs more than fat. So, like, when, they, when they've when they gained some weight in, like, two weeks, they're like, oh, a lot of it's muscle. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. You don't a gain pound is a pound. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the calorie is a calorie. Like, if it fits your macros, hashtag, like, oh, my gosh, roll my eyes. Um yeah, so I don't know if I, I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to let Kalen answer that since that was his thing. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Kalen. Okay, and what he said, 30 words or less? All right, here's the thing. Uh, the body is, is it's distinguished with muscle. It's kind of exaggerated with body fat. And so you have a more appealing size and shape when you have muscles, more muscle showing. And because you have more muscle showing, you tend to look bigger because your body is actually smaller and showing more defined and, and definitive muscle, if it's done yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. So you will mm-hmm. have yes. a look that is very appealing and very appropriate to your body size and structure. And because of that, mm-hmm. you take on a proportion that is larger than life. That's a great thing to have. That's not bulky. That's not big. That's just a very defined muscular physique. That's what everybody mm-hmm. should be trying to attain. Now, when you have body fat that increases, those dimensions shrink because you're adding more mass but less taking up a lot more space. So you look smaller because your body is unproportioned. So you actually take up more space showing less muscle. And because of that, you look smaller than when you do when you weigh less with more muscle showing. Okay, showing. so I think that's 130 words. Yes, ma'am. But anyway, 
<laughs> I'm just being sassy because now it we was have a good explanation. <laughs> it was a great explanation, and it totally answered that question. So hopefully, Jessica, that makes Stop sense to you. If me. not, you know, follow, <laughs> follow up with us, and we're happy to explain it again in writing. Okay, next question is from Landon. Welcome to P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin Landon. I understand you're newer to the show, so we're glad to have you. Jesse, this question is for you specifically. He wants to know what's your best and truest motivator for continuing to compete? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I will tell you that my motivating factor for picking shows is prize money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm very transparent, and this is true. Um, uh, My motivating factor for competing, you know what? I, like I said earlier, I want to improve. I want to improve, and I am nowhere near at the top of my game. I stepped on that P4P stage in the middle of two seasons on Saturday. I was nowhere near as lean as I wanted to be, and I have not built my glutes anywhere near as big as I want I want to. I like, and I don't Man. have – what? Were you there? You saw him? No, yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, they're good, but I, I you know, I, I got goals. Um, and, and also I, 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 need to, I need to work on, I need to work on my lats. Like I don't know how to spread my lats. I don't, I wasn't genetically gifted with lats. And it seems like in the bikini world, like, like, I, I mean, I had, a, I had a coach for the last almost two years who didn't focus on my lats in any way. And so I have no lat game. So now I'm just finally realizing, oh, I guess lats, is is what bikinis all they about. Matter. That's I'm saying. Yes, you got to work do. with coaches that know what they're know what they're talking about in this industry and have actually been Good a pro job. or a judge, and they actually can teach you something um, other than nutrition and and you know provide some workouts for you. Like you need a coach who has experience in. If you're going to compete bikini, are you working with a pro bikini you know girl? Or are you working with somebody who's a judge? Like. Um, you know, I'm learning all of these things. Like all, like these judges are looking for something different. And if you do want to step on stage and you want somebody critique you, critiquing you, and and I do because I want to improve. And I think that's probably been a big thing in my world over the last two years, having a transformation. I'm discovering myself for the first time, and you know, I'm going to be 39 in almost 40 years. I've got three kids oh, that are almost out of high school. And I am at the top of my game right now, and I feel like it's just beginning. And I feel like I have a lot of abundance of experience to share because I keep putting myself out there. It's about the experiences. It's about connecting with people, relationships. I mean, Saturday night it was great because I, I, I you know, I've got a great friendship now with, with um, Eileen Hammersmith, who is with Get Wicked Tan. You know, um, even Yvette from – uh, she does beautiful bronzing. She's a tanner as well. Um, tanning, tanning by Sean John, like, adopted me during my PMBA shows last season as a pro. I, didn't, I, didn't, I went out to a lot of pro shows alone. I'm making friends, mm-hmm. real, true relationships with just the people who are, you know, in the tents tanning me, giving me my tan before I step on stage, um, let alone the competitors that I'm stepping on stage with competing with. Like, we're – we're not just competing against each other. We can't decide, you know, it's not up to us to decide who looks better than the other person next to us on stage. That's mm. the judge's job. There's no reason for animosity between competitors. We all worked hard to step on that stage to get Amen. Today. Hearts. So hearts, 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 so and me, hearts. It's like, it's like, what can you gain from the experience? You can gain a million friendships. You can gain, you know, an experience yes. that nobody out there has. How many people out there, like how maybe less than 1% of the population in the United States step on stage to compete in a bodybuilding competition, you know? Um, you People look up to you. They want to know what that world is all about. They want to hear about it. It's exciting. It's different. And I love sharing it. That's what motivates me is the fact that I am doing something for me and I'm, I'm becoming better and I can share it and I feel empowered and I can empower other women and other people in my world and um i love it i love it the sky is the limit amen health is fi- amen health is fi- and double amen 53 
So thank you. All right. All right. All right. I got to do this. I got to jump in. (laughs) Last question. And hopefully they don't boot us off the air before we're done. But here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Angela, this is for you. Why? Because you are my sister in chocolate way for the win. So, of course, I'm going to get this question out here. She wants to know. All right. And Jesse, really, for reals, girl. 30 words or less. <laughs> Were you okay, able okay, to okay. channel your inner Wonder Woman when doing your night routine? Oh, hell yes. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Yes. It, it felt amazing. Right. I walked out in a cape, and then I revealed myself, and then I did my thing. And I you actually had a rope. Don't. And the whole outfit. I had, I had a rope. I had a la- I had a lasso. It lit up. I almost. I I actually when I swung it, I think I almost hit the girl in the front row. <laughs> so it threw me off a little bit. But um, I'm sorry, I missed that part. <laughs> I tried to play it off. I kind of oh, did man. a little twist, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that didn't hit the girl." But um, no, it was awesome. That was, and I will be doing that T walk again for future shows. Well, and Wonder you Woman should, is you So there you go. Get it, girl. Okay, so quickly, um, I think we're still on air. I don't know. I don't know if everybody can hear us now or not, but if they actually <laughs> listen to this on the archives, they'll be able to hear the whole thing. So, Jesse, if you're free on Thursday, you are definitely welcome to come back and join us to finish your story and help us recap uh, P4P Undefeated. If not, we have thoroughly enjoyed you. Thank you so much for everything you've shared with us. And we just keep us posted. We want to know how things go for you at the Yorton and everything else you're pursuing this year. So thank you very much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I loved it. No problem. You were awesome. And uh, you know what? Folks will still be able to listen to this in about another 15 minutes. So if they missed it tonight, be sure to share it with them. And we will talk with you soon. All right, Kaylin. Snickerdoodle shout out, dude. Angela, you're a traitor. <laughs> Angela, you are the woman. Hashtag chocolate way for the win. So on behalf of Jesse, Kaylin, myself, chocolate way lovers everywhere, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it. <laughs>